everyone, this is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's AdBits, the 401k plan for real estate investors. Choosing a retirement plan is an important choice. Many options. You can go with an IRA, SEP IRA, if you're self-employed or have a small business, and even something called a solo 401k plan if you satisfy its eligibility requirements. And the solo 401k plan is the best 401k plan for real estate investors. And here is why. So let's just start at the top. An IRA or Roth IRA are set up by individuals. So if you're a real estate investor and have self-employment income or business income, which means you have either Schedule C income or income from 1099, anything that is subject to self-employment tax, whether it's W-2, whether it's flow through in a Schedule C, you are then eligible to potentially set up a solo 401k versus if your income is derived from passive activities that you're not treating as business, like a Schedule E as an Edward, which you would file along with your 1040, or if you're receiving capital gains or interest or dividends from real estate enterprises, then that type of income is not eligible for contributions to a plan. So before deciding what type of retirement plan works best for you, the first question is, are you even eligible to set up a retirement plan? And if you do not have any self-employment income, then you're not going to be able to set up a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. If all your income is passive, for example, interest, dividends, royalties, rental income, capital gains, you're not going to have any eligible income to make contributions, even to an IRA, by the way. In order to make contributions to an IRA or a Roth IRA, you still need income. It doesn't have to be self-employment income. It could be income from the performance of services, like consulting, but you still need income subject to self-employment or FICA tax. So that's the first question. Are you self-employed? Do you have a business? And obviously with real estate, it can go both ways, right? There's millions of Americans that have real estate investments, like like myself, that are passive investments. We file a Schedule E because you have an Airbnb or you have a rental property that you rent out and generate rental income. Or there's millions of Americans that actually treat that real estate income as active, whether it's on a Schedule C or through an S corporation. Um, and in those cases, so long is so long as that business does not have any full-time employees other than the owners or their spouses, and full-time means over a thousand hours during the year, then that activity, which is a business because it's treated as a business for tax purposes, can set up a solo 401k plan or a SEP IRA or even a simple IRA. So why does the solo 401k, why am I telling you it's the best 
plan for real estate investors? Well, we'll start at the top. Number one, employee deferrals, employer contributions. You can put away more in a solo 401k than a SEP IRA, and you can get to that maximum amount quicker. So the maximum contributions for 2021 are in the aggregate 58,000 or 64,500 if you're over 50. Now, a SEP IRA does not have a catch-up. So if you're over 50, you're still maxed out at 58,000 bucks. But a SEP IRA is just a pure profit-sharing plan. That means all you can do is either 20% of your comp or 25% if you're a W-2. So for example, if you make $80,000 from your real estate business activities on the Schedule C, then all you're going to be able to contribute to a SEP IRA, whether you're under or over the age of 50, is 20% of 80 or 16,000 bucks. Whereas if you set up a solo 401k and you're under 50, you can do a maximum employee deferral of 19,500 or 26,000 if you're over 50, and that's dollar for dollar, plus the 20 or 25%. So if you take the example of $80,000, you can do 19,5 plus 20% of 80 or 16, giving you 35,500, almost double what you can put in a SEP IRA. Now, if you were over the age of 50, you'd be able to do 26,000 plus 20% of 80 or 16,000 into a solo 401k, which is more than double than a SEP IRA. So number one contributions, you're gonna beat the SEP IRA every time. Um, if you wanna just talk simple IRAs real quick, a simple IRA is also a type of retirement plan that is set up by businesses. The only difference is simple IRAs have lower contribution um, maximum amounts. Um, so you're not gonna be able to get that 58,000 or your um, ability to um, you know, catch up and go up to 64. Five, you're going to be you know, limited to um, 13,500 plus a $3,000 catch up. So you're not gonna be able to put away as much as you would with a SEP or a um, solo 401k. So that's the only uh, difference, but it's still a um, type of employer plan for um, you know, um, self-employed and, and real estate investors. So let, let's move to reason number two, the first one with the high contributions. Second number two is a loan feature. SEP IRA, simple IRA, you can't borrow any money from an IRA. With a solo 401k, you can borrow $50,000 or 50% of your account value, whatever's less. And you can use that for any purpose, including you know, paying down personal bills or going on vacation or even funding future real estate ventures. So quite an attractive option because it's a tax-free penalty for you to get access to that money. It's a five-year loan, payable at least quarterly, so four times a year over five years. And the lowest interest rate you can use is Prime, which now as of end of October 2021 is 3.25%. So it's quite low interest rate. On top of that, you're paying yourself back. You're not paying a bank or credit card company. You're paying yourself back, which is a double benefit because you're getting tax-free, penalty-free use of the money, but also you get to pay yourself back and that 3.25% goes back to your plan as a return on the loan investment. So it's a really good option and um, you get the ability to use it for any purpose. The third, and, and probably one of the biggest actually, I probably should have moved this up to my list to two, is the exemption from UBTI 
for real estate investors. So UBTI, also known as unrelated business taxable income, is a dirty little four-letter word that uh, really only tax lawyers know about. Many, most American investors have never heard of UBTI. Why? Because it really doesn't apply to most people. UBTI is triggered in only three instances, and it really only applies to charities or retirement accounts. So if you're not investing through a retirement account or you're not a charity, you're never going to have to worry about UBTI. So how is it triggered? One, if your IRA or 401k uses margin to buy stock. Number two, if your IRA uses a non-recourse loan to acquire real estate. And if you've noticed, I did not say 401k. We'll get to that in a minute. So if your IRA uses a non-recourse loan to acquire real estate, and the loan must be non-recourse, which means a loan you do not personally guarantee because 4975 of the tax code does not allow an IRA owner to personally guarantee an obligation of the IRA. So that's an IRS rule. And thirdly, anytime an IRA or 401k invests through a pass-through entity like an LLC into an active business like a restaurant or a consulting company or a software company. So it has to be a pass-through entity. So you may be saying, Adam, wait, what's going on? I own Tesla stock. I own Apple stock with my IRA. Holy cow, like, am I in trouble? I never dealt with UBTI. I never told my accountant. No, don't worry. UBTI, again, only gets triggered if the business is operated through a pass-through entity like an LLC. Well, 99.9% .9 of all public companies are corporations. That includes mutual fund investments and ETFs. So that's why most Americans that invest their IRA in equities will never have to worry about UBTI because 99.9% .9 of all publicly traded companies are C-Corps and the C-Corp blocks the application of the UBTI. Think of it as like a big box and it just blocks it. So those are the three ways UBTI gets triggered. But remember, the second way was an IRA uses a non-recourse loan to acquire real estate. I didn't say a 401k because Internal Revenue Code Section 514C9 says if a 401k acquires real estate, there's an exemption against the application of the UBTI tax. And with the UBTI tax traveling as high as 37% as a maximum tax rate at a very low income threshold, approximately 25,000 or so, it's a huge benefit for real estate investors, right? You may be saying, hey, that doesn't seem fair. Like what's going on? How does this exemption apply to 401ks and not IRAs? And the reason is not foolproof uh, in legislative history, but from what I gather, the IRS, and you kind of see it in today's tax bill too, where some provisions in the tax bill only target IRAs, like the accredited investor uh, threshold uh, provision and the 10% slash officer provision under the tax bill, 138312 and 138314 to be exact, they only apply to IRAs. And the thought again is that they want 401ks, they want pension plans to have more investment choices like CalPERS, right? They understand there's billions and billions and billions of dollars, uh, if not trillions of dollars in these pension plans, which are deemed 401k plans. And they understand the importance of diversification and giving them the ability to seek higher returns in alternative assets. They unfortunately just don't want us to do it. They're okay when the big pension plans do it or 401k plans do it. They just don't want us to do it for whatever reason. So that's probably why 514C9 exempts 401ks from the UBTI tax because they want CalPERS and all these other huge pension um, 
plan um, to have the option of doing real estate and, and different investments without getting nailed with the UBTI tax, which again, can go as high as 37%. So that's the reason. But if you set up a solo 401k, if solo 401k is still a 401k plan. So the beauty of the solo 401k is if you're self-employed, you have a business with no full-time employees other than yourself, a spouse, or other business owners. Basically, no one works more than a thousand hours. That's not an owner or a spouse of an owner. And you have a business, meaning your real estate activity is done through an S-corp or you file a Schedule C. Then, if you have an S-corp or C-corp, you take a W-2. And if you have a Schedule C, it flows through to your 1040. As long as there's net income there, you can contribute some of that income to a 401k and or you can set up a solo 401k for that activity and roll retirement money, pre-tax IRA, former employer 401k funds into that new solo K and then use those funds to buy real estate, leverage up those assets through the use of a non-recourse loan and not have to deal with the application of the UBTI tax. Now, I have a lot of IRA investors that are dying to get into the solo K. They can't. Why? Because they're not self-employed, they have a full-time job, they're retired, whatever it is. Now, again, this, this exemption under 514C9 does not apply to SEP IRAs or simple IRAs. Only applies to 401k plans. So again, another incentive, if you are self-employed or think you, your real estate activity could potentially be an active business, meaning you'll move it from a Schedule E to a C, yes, the downside is you will have to pay self-employment uh, Medicare tax on that income, but the advantage is you can contribute some of it to a 401k, get a tax deduction or do it in Roth, and you can have the 401k to roll over funds into it so you can do real estate investments, leverage up those assets, right? If you're able to get a loan of 60, 70%, so let's say you put in 300 grand and you're able to get a loan of maybe another four or 500 grand, yeah, now you have way more buying power and all the gains from that investment will flow back to the 401k without tax, right? So I have some clients that are able to get 95% plus non-recourse leverage. Um, ask me how, I don't know. They're in the non-recourse world, uh, I assume. They, they know people in the, in the space and they're able to secure themselves really good deals based off the assets they're purchasing. Uh, but most people generally put down at least 30%. So if it's a property that 500,000 bucks, you can put down 30%, 150, get a non-recourse loan for the rest, and you don't have to pay any UBTI tax when you sell that asset or you have net rental income from that asset. So you may be asking, well, if I do this on an IRA, leverage still makes sense because I probably am not gonna pay that much tax anyways because I will have debt payments which will probably net out my rental income or any income I generate from the property and with depreciation and other related expenses, I'm probably going to be below a $1,000 threshold, which means I'm not going to have to pay any UBTI tax anyway. So it's still okay if I do a real estate deal with leverage in an IRA. That's true. I've seen the math. It works. The issue is, let's say you get a great deal in two, three years and you someone comes along and wants to buy that asset. Well, the problem is since the loan is outstanding on the time of sale, the UBTI tax would apply to a capital gains transaction if you had the IRA. Whereas if you had it in a solo K, there'd be no UBTI, um, whether you sold it or you just had net K 
cash flow from the rental income. So it's another reason why the Solo K is such a valuable retirement plan for the self-employed. Also very easy administration. If you have less than $250,000 in your plan, you actually don't have to file anything with the IRS. And if there's more than 250K, you need not worry, if, especially if you're a client of IRA Financial, because we will do the 5,500 easy for you and help you complete it. So not a lot of uh, stress there. Plus, it's a great plan to protect your assets against creditors and bankruptcy. So all in all, the Solo 401k is the best retirement plan for real estate investors when you combine the values of having the ability to make high contributions and getting there much quicker than a SEP or simple. The UBTI exemption under 514c9 for real estate acquisition indebtedness. And then obviously the loan feature, pretty big win. Um, not, not sure. Um, and I know, in fact, no, no plan levels up to the solo 401k, especially for real estate investors. And I want to emphasize real estate investors because if you're not buying real estate, then obviously the UBTI exemption doesn't have as much value, pretty much doesn't have any value. You still get the ability to do the loan, high contributions, low administration, but you lose a big benefit of that exemption from UBTI. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast. I talked to a lot of real estate investors and you know, most of them are just unaware of this benefit. They usually come to me and say, I want to do the self-record IRA. I got a deal I want to do. And then I always ask and I, I make sure my team always, at least they try to always ask, hey, are you self-employed? Um, what are, are you, you know, real estate professional, um, consultant? What are you? You have your own business, no full-time employees. If so, let's go solo because I, I can get you into a retirement plan that will let you put away more money, have a loan feature of up to 50K and supercharge your real estate investments by using leverage without generating any tax on the use of that leverage, which to me is just a huge, huge, huge opportunity for real estate investors. So hope you guys enjoy today's podcast. I, I did, a lot of fun. Really appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for your support. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't uh, already. And um, I'll talk to everyone again next week. Take care.